Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Monday the 17th of February. Coming up, we've had Stack and Brock. Now a movable barrier is set to be used to control traffic on the M20. We feel that this is a step in the right direction to keep the motorway open, to keep the speed limits up um, and to keep businesses and residents moving. Flood alerts remain in force after Storm Dennis and it's lucky 13 for the Jills as they extend their unbeaten run. We know what the character of our boys are. You know, we've, we've, we've shown that all season, to be fair. And in the last few weeks, last couple of months, you know, we've shown that uh, the hard work pays off. Kent Online News. So our top story today is all about a new idea to try and keep traffic flowing in Kent if there's ever cross-channel disruption. You might know that a system called Operation Stack has been used in the past, which sees lorries queued on the M20. Then Brock came in, head of Brexit, which used a contraflow system instead. Well, now the government said it's going to use a movable concrete barrier. It can be set up within hours, doesn't need the motorway to be closed and should be not having to reduce speed limits. But it won't be available until December, though, which just so happens to be when the Brexit transition period ends and trade deals between Britain and the EU need to be in place. I've been speaking to Heidi Skinner from the Kent-based Freight Transport Association. We think it's progress. Um, Certainly... We want to see fluidity of, of traffic on the M20. So um, we have been working, obviously, with a number of government agencies on Stack and, and Brock. Um, none of them have really truly been tested, but we feel that this is a step in the right direction to keep the motorway open, to keep the speed limits up um, and to keep businesses and residents moving at the same time. So from what we've seen based on the videos we've been sent by the Department for Transport, it looks like it's it's basically a, a series of giant concrete blocks that can be shifted around the motorway to reduce or increase lane capacity. Is that about right? Uh, yes, we're, we're also obviously still uh, got lots to learn about how this will be operated and which parts and, and for length and time. Uh, but yes, yeah, certainly it seems to be movable and um, allow uh, to have sort of a, more of a dynamic uh, transport management system. The fact it's already used in other countries or other cities around the world, does that give you some confidence that it, it might be beneficial here in Kent? I think obviously we've, it's got to be tested um, and obviously we have a, a different system obviously here in the fact that um, you know we have the complications with the channel whether that be um, for any strike action or whether it be for um, adverse weather conditions um, and there's a number of other sort of factors that will be at play but we certainly uh, welcome its introduction and, and uh, would like to see uh, how it will be uh, operated in practice. Another part of the release that we were sent by the Department for Transport was the Transport Secretary Grant Shapps saying that this means they're not looking for uh, land for lorry parks in Kent anymore. The kind of that whole idea has been scrapped. What's your reaction to that? Well, the government has indicated on a number of occasions that Kent needs more lorry parks. Um, you know, we're at critical levels of utilisation. Um, so what we would actually like to see is more lorry parks across all of Kent so that if there is disruption, um, traffic could be dispersed. Um, you know, it is absolutely vital that our lorry drivers have somewhere to stop. Um, and so what we would like to see is more lorry parks across Kent. Are you going to be lobbying the government then to, to kind of do a U-turn on, on that decision? Because at the minute it sounds like that's, that's something they're not even considering. Yes, obviously the, 
we will continue to lobby for, for further driver's facilities across all of Kent. Obviously, it seems they have made a decision on this one site, uh, but what we would like to see is more sites across the county to take the burden. Head to Kent Online to see a video of how the barrier works. As we mentioned, it is already used in cities around the world, including Auckland, Sydney, San Francisco and Vancouver. Kent Online reports. A woman's had a knife held to her throat by a man demanding money from a shop in Gillingham. A large amount of cash was taken from the store when it happened on the high street yesterday morning. Police say the member of staff wasn't injured. We've got a description of the suspect at Kent Online. A firefighter's released footage of the moment he was knocked off his motorbike in a hit-and-run in Chatham. The 42-year-old suffered foot and hip injuries when it happened at a roundabout. Follow Kent Online on Twitter and Facebook to see the video which was recorded on his helmet cam. Now, dozens of flood alerts and warnings remain in force across Kent following another weekend of stormy weather. There's particular concern for land south of Maidstone, including Yalding, which has suffered significant flooding in recent years. Over the weekend, firefighters were called to trees falling onto properties in Deal and Sevenoaks, while part of a building collapsed in Herne Bay as Dennis battered the county. Marco Batagna is from the Met Office and says things are likely to settle down for a bit. No sign of any real um, you know, deep areas of low pressure beyond um, Dennis. Things actually do quieten down a little bit um, through Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. It's still going to be very blustery Monday and Tuesday, but not as windy. And actually things, a little ridge of high pressure comes across midweek, which should um, give you know, the, the quietest spell of all, I think, over the next few days. So sort of Tuesday night into Wednesday, a drier, less windy, brighter day. Um, as I say, more systems coming in later in the week. At the end of the week, the jet stream we've been talking about that just tends to move a little bit further to the north and northwest. So it's more the north and northwest of the UK likely to see the worst of the weather. So some parts might be spared some of the worst of the conditions. Obviously, the, we're seeing all the spring bulbs popping up, but we are still in winter, aren't we? I mean, is we mentioned the the snow word. I mean, I know there's been some further north, but are we, right. are we likely to, to still have any any of that? Do you think? Again, ongoing risk over the next few days. We will continue to see some sleet and snow, but chiefly on the hills across northern England, northwards, and primarily across certain mountains of Scotland. Um, yeah, could, could, could be you know several more centimetres to come across the high ground of Scotland. But for southern parts of the UK, I think we, we do look as though we're spared with generally milder conditions. Um, that's one positive, obviously, with the very unsettled conditions. The strong winds, the cloud, the wind and the rain tend to keep the temperatures up, obviously, overnight. It does suppress them, obviously, by day, but it does mean that frosty conditions by night are less likely. As suspected, arsenal attack has caused thousands of pounds worth of damage at a wetland site near Canterbury. A boardwalk was destroyed in the blaze at Hambrook Marshes in the early hours of Friday. It had cost £65,000 when it was installed in 2011. Police are investigating. And it's still not known when a skate park being built in Sittingbourne will actually open. It's been constructed behind Halfords and was due to be ready last October, but has been dogged by delays. A meeting's been told it has now been surfaced and finishing touches are being done. Kent Online Sport. Football and it's lucky 13 for Gillingham. They've extended their unbeaten run in League One and moved up to 10th in the table after beating Doncaster Rovers 2-1 at a wet and windy Priestfield. Assistant boss Paul Rayner spoke to our reporter Luke after the game. Proud of the boys, you know, the efforts they're giving. 
the rewards for the hard work they're putting in and to, to be 13 unbeaten at this stage of the season is a, is a fantastic effort. We know what the character of our boys are, you know, we've, we've, we've shown that all season to be fair and in the last few weeks, last couple of months, you know, we've shown that uh, the hard work pays off and then as I say, it was horrible out there, you know, and, but you've got to give credit to Doncaster, they're a very, very good side. Uh, they played some terrific football under difficult circumstances with 10 men and the rules are threat, so you know, we were very wary of that. Uh, just delighted to come away with three points. I think anybody that can take four points off uh, off of Doncaster this season uh, will have done very well. The team don't know when they're beating, do they? They're good at these combat wins. No, it's great. It's great. They're, uh, as I said, they're a great bunch. I think they've shown that even when things weren't going particularly well early season and we weren't probably getting the rewards that we, we probably should have done for the efforts they were putting in. They've stuck together. You know, we've made some good additions. There's, you know, there's not many of them, but they're, they're certainly pulling for each other and, uh, and we're getting the rewards at the moment. You mentioned the low numbers, but when you do turn to the bench, you've got that quality now. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, that, that's made a big difference. You know, you know Mika Mandron probably thinks, what have I done wrong? You know, he, <laughs> he was he was playing regularly in the yeah. start of this you know this run, so he must be thinking, what have I done wrong? But he hasn't done anything wrong. We just added to the quality we've got with Big John and Jordan Graham and Jordan Roberts, and you know we always thought we needed a bit more firepower. We've certainly got that now, but. Uh, as long as we keep uh, making sure we're solid defensively and we, you know, we're keeping clean sheets and we're not conceding too many goals, we'll always have a chance. And, and you know, we've got to give credit to the back guys as well. Yeah. I think they, you know, Jack Tucker today was absolutely outstanding. I know I heard over the tunnel he got man of the match, and, and quite rightly so. You know, but he was one of you know, many good performances. But I thought Jack was a real standout today, and he was really came of age. Numerous tackles and challenges from the front of that, wasn't it? Yeah, clever. No, was. clever it weren't, you know, he, he had to think today because their movement's very good even with ten men. They're a, they're a real threat, they're, they're lively and, uh, and he really had to be, uh, you know, concentrate and, and disciplined today in his performance and I thought he was excellent. It was quite an open finish, wasn't it? A bit, bit, a little bit too open. Yeah, I didn't particularly like the fact that uh, Ben Whiteman had that free kick at the end there. Because, uh, you know, we, somebody we know very well from our time at Mansfield. Uh, he came and joined us for six months, so uh, he's got it in the locker to bend that in the top corner. So that was a slight concern for us, but uh, obviously we saw that one out and, and three massive points for us. On to cricket and Kent's Joe Denley's tweeted, South Africa, you have been amazing following the end of England's tour there. The trip finished with a 2-1 T20 series victory. Joe had previously top scored for England in their one-day games and also featured in the test matches. And in ice hockey, it wasn't to be for Kent's Invicta Dynamos in the final of the Southern Cup. They were beaten 6-2 by Streatham last night to lose 13-5 on aggregate. The Moes returned to league action this weekend. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day and overnight, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.